Turn with us to in your hymnals to number 521, and we'll sing together. We plow the fields and scatter. Please stand. Good to see all of you here this morning. It's a beautiful Sunday morning. It's our uh, Thanksgiving Sunday morning. Beautiful sunshine outside. We've been blessed with some really nice rain this past week, so that's been really good. So that's great. Welcome also to uh, any guests that we have here this morning and also those who are listening to our service or watching our service, glad that you have joined us. To begin, I'd like to read um, from Psalm 100, or read Psalm 100. It's a short psalm. It's a familiar psalm to most of us. It's a psalm for giving thanks. 
Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Let's pray together. Our Father, we come before you and we thank you, Lord, for this new day that you have given to us. This is a special day where we put a little more emphasis on being thankful. And we have so much to be thankful for. Lord, we thank you for who you are. You are our creator and the creator of all that there is. We are your people, the sheep of your pasture, as we have just read. Lord, we thank you that you are good, that your love endures forever, and that your faithfulness continues through all generations. Thank you, Father, for this time of worship, for the freedom that we have to be here. Lord, may all that is said and done be to your honor and glory. Amen. The ladies will lead us in some more singing. You'll find the next two songs in your bulletin. Give thanks with a grateful heart and then be exalted, O God.
Just take a minute to uh, go over some of the announcements in the bulletin. At the top of page two, under weekly church activities, uh, just take a look or take note of the things that are happening there and take note of those that pertain to you. Our missionaries of the week are Preston and Myra Wheeler. Let's continue to remember them, pray for them. And uh, the Winkler Food Cupboard is one of the organizations that are our church supports, and we're thankful that we have them in, in our community. We have several expressions of sympathy. Uh, Corny Friesen passed away on Monday, and his funeral was held yesterday here in our church. So let's remember Agatha and her family during this time. Also, Henry Fair from Winnipeg passed away on Wednesday, and he was the nephew of Tina Schmidt, brother of Diane Fair. And then Nettie Fair passed away on Wednesday afternoon. And that funeral will take place uh, on Tuesday at 2 p.m. here in our church. So let's remember each of these families in our prayers. We have a new church secretary, and she'll be starting this coming Wednesday. So we're, we're thankful for that. And uh, if you or as you have opportunity to meet her, let's give her a warm welcome and uh, look forward to having her here. Uh, just below that, uh, our church office hours have changed a little bit, take note of that, and then the church office will be closed tomorrow for Thanksgiving Monday. Our mission supper is coming up on October 17th, so you have uh, an insert in your bulletin, again, that gives some details about that, and uh, they're still looking for volunteers to help. Uh, I looked at the sign-up sheets this morning. They're in the side foyer and there's still lots of, or it looks like they need a lot of help still. So if you can uh, offer your help in some way, uh, they would really appreciate that. Uh, that Mission Supper is always a good event. So let's support it as we can. Answers in Genesis Conference is coming up uh, soon. There's also a poster in the side foyer on the bulletin board gives information about it. Uh, should be a very interesting weekend. Um, and this is a weekend, that, or this event is being put on jointly by our church, by Pathway Church, and by the Christian Faith Church. So the three churches together are putting this event on. Under persons with health needs, uh, in Boundary Trails, we have Dorothy Giesbrecht and Hilda Hamm. 
Dave Weeb is in Notre Dame, Mary Duick and John Suderman in Swan Lake Hospital and in the Manitou Care Home, Abe Friesen. Let's remember each of these folks. Ushers, if you're ready, I'll ask you to come forward. At the bottom of page three, you have some uh, community, community events that are coming up, so please take note of those and support them as you are able. Let's bow to pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you again for your love and for your goodness to us. Lord, you have blessed us in so many ways, and we give you thanks. Thank you, God, for the sunshine, and thank you for some beautiful fall weather that we've been able to enjoy. And thank you, Lord, also for rain that you have sent us this past week. Thank you for the harvest that has been coming in from the fields and also from our gardens. Many of us have been blessed with abundant food, and yet we know that there are also those that are struggling to put food on the table. So we thank you for organizations like the Winkler Food Cupboard and other food cupboards in our surrounding communities and for the volunteers who give of their time to serve there. Many of us have been blessed with good health, and we thank you for that. But we know that there are some who are experiencing health, health issues, and Lord, we remember those in the hospital, Dorothy Giesbrecht, Hilda Hamm, Dave Wiebe, Mary Duick, John Suderman, and Abe Friesen, and there are others who are at home who are going through health issues. And Father, we ask for your hand of healing to be upon each of them. You know their needs, and Lord, we thank you that you are faithful in meeting those needs. God, we pray also for your comfort and strength for those families who have lost a loved one. And we pray this for Agatha Friesen and her family, for the family of Henry Fair, and also for the family of Nettie Fair as they prepare for her funeral on Tuesday. We thank you, Father, for Preston and Myra Wheeler and for the ways in which you are working through them as Preston gives leadership to leader impact and as they connect with business leaders around the world. Thank you for the way that you have blessed that ministry. Thank you, God, that a new secretary has been hired for our church, and we thank you, Lord, for the staff that we have. And we ask, Father, that you would continue to guide them as they go about their activities and responsibilities throughout the week. Thank you for Pastor Dean, and as he brings the message today, Lord, give him the words to say and give us ears to hear. And now as we give our offerings, we Thank you, Father, for material blessings that we receive from you. Help us to give us joy. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Join us as we sing number 12. We praise thee, O God, our Redeemer.
Good morning. Today's scripture reading is taken out of Mark chapter, third, chapter 12, verses 41 to 44. That's Mark chapter 12, verses 31 to 41 to 44. The widow's offering. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money in the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins worth only a fraction of a penny. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything, all she had to live on. Thus far today's reading. Good morning. It's, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Today is Thanksgiving, and usually we measure our thankfulness according to what we have. And sometimes when we're blessed with lots, we may be thankful, but perhaps we're not even thankful. And sometimes it's good just to compare ourselves with others. And what I mean is look around the world and see what others have as compared to what God has blessed us with. You soon get a picture that we have been blessed overabundantly. God has provided for our needs. He provides our food. He provides our clothes, our shelter, vehicles that we can come and go as we feel. And we are a blessed people. But it's only when we take that into consideration many times that we are thankful because we forget to be thankful. God has given us so much, so we need to thank the Lord. Two brothers farmed together. They lived in separate houses on the family farm, but met each day in the field to work together. One brother married and had a large family, and the other lived alone. Still they divided the harvest from the fields equally. One night, the single brother thought, my brother is struggling to support a large family, but I get half of the harvest. With love in his heart, he gathered a box of things and he, that he had purchased, and he got them together that he knew his brother needed and it would help him and his family. He planned to slip over to his brother's shed, unload the basket, and never say a word about it. The same night, the married man thought, my brother's all alone. He doesn't know the joys of having a family. Out of love, he decided to take over a basket and a quilt and homemade bread and, and some preserves to warm his brother's house. He planned to leave the items on his porch and never say a word. As the brother stealthily made his way to each other's home, they bumped into one another. They were forced to admit that what they were doing, and there in the darkness they cried and they embraced one another, realizing that the other one was giving to each other from a thankful heart. And this morning is Thanksgiving. 
From the examples of these two brothers, we can understand that when we come together and we have thankful hearts, it comes because we have received so much from God. Thankfulness comes from the heart. We love because God first loved us. We give because God first gave to us. And in our gratitude, we give back to God. And I trust that as you celebrate this Thanksgiving, that we are giving back to God, realizing we have nothing ourselves God has first given to us. Billy Graham said this, God has given us two hands, one to receive and the other one to give. We are not cisterns made for hoarding. We are channels made for sharing. And true that is, we are made for sharing. Take your Bibles with me once again and turn with me to the portion of Scripture that Elsie read for us, Mark chapter 12, verses 41 through 44. The Gospel of Mark contains an event that Jesus took special note of, and for good reason. This morning I've entitled this message, Giving Thanks, or Giving from a thankful heart, giving from a thankful heart. The first principle we learn in giving from a thankful heart is, number one, is always seen by the Lord. Giving from a thankful heart is always seen by the Lord. Whatever we do, God is watching. He knows what we do. He knows where we go. He knows what we give. He knows our heart. He knows everything about us. Verse 41 says, Jesus sat, opposite, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple. As stated in this verse, the place where this has occurred was in the temple in Jerusalem. It was the celebration Passover at this time. And Jerusalem's population was 50,000, and down coming on the city were another um, number of people, and the population would rise in a few days to over 200,000 people. In other words, for every person that was in the city, there were another three people coming. So it was a hectic and a congested time at this time. One of the main places that everyone was going to be going to visit, of course, was the temple. The temple had four courts. And um, I was just thinking about this as Dennis was reading the scripture. It says, come into his courts with praise. Well, there were four courts in the temple. Okay, the temple had four courts, including the court of the Gentiles, the court of women, and the court of the Israelites that only pure Jewish men could attend, and the court of the priests. Four courts. Jesus taught in the court of the Gentiles. That's where he spoke. That's where he did his teaching, where everyone had access to the word. He would teach, he would instruct the people so that everyone could hear his word. After teaching, he moved to the court of the women where the, where the offering occurred. Everyone except the Gentiles were allowed to be there. The Gentiles could not give. This was only for God's people. And so 
the court of the women had a wall with 13 trumpet-shaped receptacles where the people could drop their money. There's 13 places. They would go up, and the trumpet was, it was in a form of a trumpet, and it came down, and people would go and drop their money. No one was forced to give because this was a free will offering that was being taken place, was a free will offering. Also, there was a reason why the receptacles were formed in a trumpet shape, a long tube going down to the bottom. It was to stop people from reaching in and stealing the money as others would drop it in. So they couldn't get their hand down enough, far enough to get it. Once you dropped it in, it went down and it was gone. Jesus sat in the court where the women were allowed and he sat opposite the place where the offering was put and he watched the crowds putting in the money. And remember the crowds who were there. This was the Passover. There were lots of people who were gathered, and they were giving, and they were giving free will offerings. Giving at this time was no private matter at all. It was not a private matter. Everyone could see and hear the money roll down the tubes, and they knew what the people were giving. And those who were rich could drop in the bigger coins, and they made a louder sound as compared to the two little mites or the two little copper coin, coins that were go down. So if you didn't see it, you would hear it. If you didn't hear it, you would see it. And everybody knew what others were giving. Verse 41 indicates that the crowds placed their money in the temple treasury once again this was because the Passover was taking place and the people were everywhere. The people were everywhere. Many people giving that day didn't know that Jesus was sitting there watching. They had no idea that the Lord was watching all of this take place. Jesus was God in the flesh. He saw that the, what the people were giving and even more important, he saw their hearts. And so he knew why they were giving, and how they were giving, how much they were giving. He saw it all. That points to one thing, and that in everything that you and I do, God is watching us. He knows everything about us, and there's nothing held back. And the thing that we have to deal with is not what other people think about, it's what God thinks about and how he sees you and I. So often we forget that the one that we have to give an account to on the day when we stand before him is not what other people thought, but what God thought. Writing to the Corinthians, the Apostle Paul says this, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body while good or bad. Now we come to the second principle of giving from a thankful heart. Giving from a thankful heart doesn't depend on giving large amounts or what you do not have. I want to repeat that. Second point. Giving from a thankful heart doesn't depend on giving large amounts or what you do not have. 
many rich people through large amounts. But a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a fraction of a penny. She did not have much. Notice in verse 41b that many rich were throwing large amounts in. The scripture does not tell us what the large amounts were. Was it a hundred dollars, two hundred, a thousand, a couple of thousand? We do not know, for the scripture doesn't say. We do not know, but it was a lot of money that they gave as compared to the two small copper coins that this woman would be giving. John MacArthur states this of the two small copper coins. A small copper coin was the smallest denomination in use. It was worth about an eighth of a cent. For the benefit of his Roman audience, Mark related the small copper's coins to the smallest denomination of the Roman coinage. A cent was equal to one sixty-fourth of a denarii, and a denarii was equal of a day's wage. So that's how much this woman gave. She gave one sixty-fourth of a day's wage. Not only did she give one sixty-fourth of a day's wage, she gave all that she had, for that is all that she possessed. So the average person today, we could say, makes twenty to twenty-five dollars an hour. So if a person makes twenty-five dollars an hour, and you would multiply that by eight, and let's just say we would earn two hundred dollars a day, and we would divide that by sixty-four, we would have about three dollars and twelve cents. Today, what can you buy for three dollars and twelve cents? Maybe a cup of coffee and maybe a couple of bars, maybe a few other things, but it wouldn't buy much. And that's all that she had. She had that much. No more for the rest of the day, no more for the rest, for the, rest of the week. That's all that she had. How often have you and I thought we would give when we get more because we have little at this time? Have you ever thought? What does my little give? What does my little amount that I have, how much is it worth it? Does it really matter to give? However, our littleness does matter to God. And when he blesses, it will produce a harvest. I read a story about a poor person who only had a few cents many years ago. And he gave it to a mission of a tract society. And those few cents that he gave only printed a track or two. But another individual picked up that track, those tracks and took it over to India. There he gave it to another person. That person made a decision for Christ. And that person was so excited, he planted a church. And that church grew into, higher, into hundreds. We do not know what our little will give what our little will do. Our little means much. Never forget that little is much if God is in it. 
Giving from a thankful heart doesn't depend on giving large amounts or what you do not have, but rather what you have. It matters. And if God is in it, he can take the little and he can multiply it like the five loaves and the two fish. He will multiply when you give it out of a heart of thanksgiving, and when you give your best, God will do the rest. We now come to the third and the last point of giving from a thankful heart. Number three displays one's trust in God and exemplifies how God gives. Giving from a a thankful heart displays one's trust in God and exemplifies how God gives. Verse 43 and 44, calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, I tell you the truth. This poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything all she had to live on. She put in everything, all that she had to live on. Notice that Jesus, what Jesus does in this portion of Scripture. The first thing he did was to call his, uh, his disciples together to share the crucial, crucial lesson that was being taught here. After he sees the poor widow giving to God, he holds her up as an example how to give. He holds her up as an example on how to give. The ones dropping large amounts into the treasury were giving out of their wealth, but she was giving out of her poverty. She gave all that she had to live on. I want to emphasize it. She gave all that she had to live on. Think about this. What would you have done if you had been there? What would you have done if you had been there? I'll tell you what I, have done, uh, what I would have done until I studied this passage. If I saw this woman giving everything and she only had a little bit and she had nothing for food or anything else, I would have told her, I think maybe you should just keep it and you should just spend it and get some food so you can eat. However, I would have robbed her of Christ's promise. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will pour into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. I would have also robbed her of eternal rewards. That promise, however, should never be the motive for giving. We don't give because of what we're going to get. That's the wrong motive. This lady was giving because she loved God. And she was giving from a heart of thankfulness. That is the way that we are to give. We give even when it hurts. There are three reasons why this lesson on giving is so crucial for us today. First, this poor widow gave everything she had to live on. When she gave, it displayed her dependence and trust upon God. 
She had complete confidence and faith in God that he would supply her needs. She demonstrated what it meant to put her faith first in God and to trust him for everything. Second, the way she gave was exactly the way that God gave. This is the most important. She was reflecting the way that God gave. God gave his one and only son to the lost and dying world going to hell. He gave it all. That's the love of God. That's how we are supposed to give back to him. We give him everything because we can't take anything out of this world. It's not ours to begin with, and we can only use it, and we are never the owners. We are only stewards, and there is a difference between being an owner and a steward. A steward doesn't own anything. He only takes what has been given to him by the master, and it is the master's, and he uses it for him. God gave, and he gave at his own expense. He gave it all to save you and me. Third, to be a disciple will cost you everything. To be a disciple will cost you everything. Matthew 19, 27 through 30 states this, Peter answered, we have left everything to follow you. What then is there for us? We have left everything. Jesus said to them, I tell you the truth, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on his glorious throne, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mothers or children or fields for my sake will receive a hundred times as much and inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and many who are last will be first. According to verse 30, there will be a reversal of roles in heaven, and the people who served willingly gave of themselves and gave themselves freely and everything for the Lord's work will be rewarded, and they will be first. Remember, though, we're not giving and doing all this to get. We give because he first loved us. We give back because we love God. And because we love him so much, we give not only what we have, but we give ourselves, and we give from a heart of thankfulness. So as we give sacrificially, whether financially or serving the Lord, let us give from a heart of thanksgiving, because he has first given to us. Please stand with us as we sing our last song. It's a good response to that message. Now thank we all our God, number 31.
bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Heavenly Father, thank you once a day, once again, for a day of remembering to be thankful. This should not only be just today, but each and every day, because you have given us so much. More importantly, Lord, continue to teach us how we can give everything to you, including our lives, for we have been bought with a price. And we thank you for the gift of salvation. And now is our turn that we completely give back everything to you. I pray now, Lord, that you will go with us and that you will be honored in our lives the way we live. For this we pray in Christ's name. Amen.